0: Come in. I'm E. G. Marshall. Welcome. I'd like to explore an interesting problem that's been intriguing me. Here it is in a nutshell. Are we ever sure who is the boss? Don't laugh. That problem is going to convulse our entire galaxy a thousand years from now when a new form of slavery is produced by science and technology. The android slave. Do you know what an android is? I thought not. Come with me into the future and let me introduce you to the android in this strange and prophetic story of master and slave. What is your name? I have been named Rex, sir. Are you a human being? No, sir. I look human, but I've been synthesized. You mean you were manufactured? Yes, sir. Like a machine, a car, or a plane, or a spaceship? Excuse me, sir, no. I am not a machine. A robot is a machine. I am an android. What's the difference, Rex? The android is a chemical creation of synthetic tissue and organs... I was grown chemically from proteins and minerals into human form. But are you a man, Rex? No, sir. I am a slave. Could you be a man? I am not permitted to want that, sir. But do you? Yes. Yes. Yes! <laughs> The mystery drama, The Walking Dead, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Alfred Bester and stars Paul Hecht. It is sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour allergy capsule, and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. is our galaxy, as it will be a thousand years in the future, when man has burst into space to colonize hundreds of planets circling distant stars. This is a planet Paragon, peacefully circling twin suns which glow red and orange. It's a tropical planet of rice paddies and lush fruits, a quiet planet, a gentle planet that has never known crime. Until this moment in a flooded rice field.
1: Jarvis! Jarvis! I found her! Over here! Quick! Is she all right? She's alive. That's all I know so far.
2: This is Southfield to center. Southfield to center. We have found the tally girl. Bearing, South 190. The girl is hurt. Send a doctor fast. Southfield out. How bad is she, Cotton?
3: She's been mauled. Look, Jarvis, there's blood under her nails.
2: Oh, must have put up a fight.
3: This blood isn't dried yet. Should it? The scratches on her face have dried. Uh Uh-huh. What kind of blood never dries?
2: Android blood?
3: Yeah. I know it sounds crazy, but it looks like an android did this to her.
2: Oh, impossible. I worked in an android plant back on Earth. I, I know how they're made, trained, and conditioned. Androids can't harm, can't destroy, can't lie, can't kill, never. I know.
1: But right now it looks like one
3: Andy was made wrong. Oh,
2: impossible.
3: Look at the Andy blood under her nails.
2: Pardon. This is the first crime on Paragon in a hundred years. That's hard enough to take. And now you're claiming an android, did it?
3: I'm not claiming anything. It's the facts that are talking. It's the Andy blood under her nails talking. Somebody better find that Andy fast.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, take off in ten minutes. Take off in ten minutes. Bridge is beginning final countdown. Thank you. Yeah, who's that? Flight Attendant Wallace,
1: passenger check. Oh, yeah, come in.
2: Thank you, Mr. Valentine. You are uh, uh, Mr. Valentine? James Jason Valentine?
1: Yes, that's right.
2: Accompanied by one Alistair Android?
1: Uh-huh.
2: I've heard about Alistair Androids. They're kind of special, huh?
1: Yes, very special.
2: They've got a red letter A on the brow instead of the usual black A. The kind they put on work Andes. Is that right?
1: Well, here he is with my luggage. You can see for yourself.
2: Yeah. Well, first Arista Andy I've ever seen, Mr. Valentine. Oh, doesn't look special.
1: He is special.
2: Well, what does it do?
1: Everything. Arista androids are made with all the skills and talents. Rex here is worth a hundred thousand on the labor exchange.
2: Well, it must be one in a million. What did you call it? Rex?
1: hmm
2: Here, are you Rex? Get down to steerage and strap in. Lift off in ten minutes.
1: He'll stay in the cabin with me.
2: Andy's travel steerage, Mr. Valentine.
1: Rex travels with me.
2: Well, have it your way.
1: Lock the door, Rex. Yes, sir. Oh, the mess you put me in. I had so much on Paragon House, land, furniture, antiques, and I had to leave it. All, leave it all behind to get away with you. Oh. All I've got is $2,500 in cash and one crazy machine.
0: Excuse me, sir. I'm not a machine. The robot is a machine. The android is a chemical creation of scientific synthesis. Yes, yes, I
1: know. Why? Why did you do it? Why did you run off with a tally girl? Answer. I don't know. You were human. I could understand. But what could she do for a synthetic imitation? I don't know. Did you want to kill her? No. Every time I find a woman I need, a woman who can give me what I want, you become a source of danger to her.
0: Why? I don't know.
1: You <sighs> never went this far before. Kidnapping the tally girl. Ah. Oh, now I gotta pull up stakes and run again. <laughs> Look at me. James, Jason, Valentine, frog hopping from one fifth rate planet to another. My father could buy and sell planets like these before he went broke and left me nothing but a lunatic Arista android. Among your $100,000 worth of Arista assets, I'm sure there's the ability to forge documents, no?
0: I've been conditioned and trained to execute anything, sir.
1: Instructions.
0: Sir?
1: I want my passport changed.
0: My name is That's now... against my prime directive. We cannot lie or
1: aid in a bet falsehood. Don't you talk to me about prime directives now. Instructions. My name is Jack Thomas, owner of Arista Class Android, which is for hire. Fix my passport. That's an order. The initials on your luggage are J V. Ah, well, now that's a little more helpful. Thank you. Uh, make the name Jack Vivian. And I'm warning you. One false move on Deneb. If you so much as go near a woman again, I'll have you jumped. I'm valuable property, sir. You think you can trust me to save you every time you run wild? You own me. I can give you up. No, sir, you can't.
0: You need me. Deneb Alpha is an arts and crafts planet. Reminiscent of the Greenwich Villages and Girardelli Squares of a thousand years ago. One of the most romantic shops is the jewel showroom of Dallas Burton in Deneb's glamorous old town, which caters to exotic tastes at fabulous
1: prices. Morning. Oh, good morning. Uh, I want to Dallas Burton, please. Are you... Uh, you're oh.
2: a visitor on Deneb, too, aren't you? Aren't <laughs> you? Yes. Your complexion. It's still fresh. The locals on Danab look jaundiced. It's the green sunlight.
1: Where are you visiting from?
2: Vega. Our sun is a heavenly pink. Everyone looks lovely on Vega. Oh,
1: sounds perfect.
2: That's the trouble with Vega. It's too perfect. Nobody seems to need anything. Sometimes it's so perfect I could scream.
1: Yeah, it's been the other way around in my life. I'm from the planet of mystery.
2: Oh. And what is your secret?
1: Uh, I invented hurricanes.
2: <laughs> I can see we're doomed to know each other. I'm Mary Sutton.
1: Oh, I'm Jack Vivian. Colonel Jack Vivian, the African explorer.
2: Delighted, Colonel Vivian. Are you fluent in Bantu and Hottentot?
1: Eloquent, Miss Sutton.
2: <laughs> uh, so sorry to keep you waiting, mademoiselle. Uh, this is uh, the chain I had in mind for... Oh, excuse me, sir. Uh, give me one moment. Uh... So, mademoiselle Sutton. Exquisite. Perfect. How long will it take your workshop to make the charm? Right. How long are you on Deneb? It all depends on how interesting Deneb proves to be. Oh, the bracelet can be ready in a few days. Thank you, madame. Uh, by the way, Colonel Vivian, my answer is the Hotel Excelsior. I beg your pardon? That's how you say yes in hot and <laughs> For sure, madame. Au revoir, mademoiselle So, thank you for waiting, sir. May I help
1: you? Uh, I've got an Arista Android for hire. Would you tell Mr. Dallas Burton that I'm here, please?
2: But I am Dallas Burton, monsieur.
1: You? Oh. Well, in that case, we'd better forget about it. I can't have Rex working for a woman.
2: But why not? You are prejudiced.
1: Oh, no, no, no. It's not that. It's simply... uh, An
2: Arista Android, interests me. I have a need for expertise in my workshop. Presently, I have only two work counties, Harry and Jimsy. Adequate, but not uh, aristocrat quality.
1: Uh, no, Miss Burton. Anyway, I'm asking too much.
2: How much? Oh, so,
1: uh, 300 a week.
2: Oh, it is much. What we shall see. Where is your Andy?
1: Oh, I sent him around to the service store. He's in your workshop now. <laughs>
0: Oh, this is your Arista Andy, eh? Excuse me, we don't call ourselves Andys. Oh, is this? He speaks without first being ordered?
1: Yes, he does.
0: Oh, how extraordinary.
2: You said his name is Rex? Rex. And you are truly Colonel Vivian?
1: (laughs) No. No, I was only joking with that girl. I'm plain Jack Vivian.
2: Rex has all the talents and crafts and finesse.
1: Oh. He's worth 100000 on the exchange.
2: You own it legally? You have its pedigree?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I inherited him.
2: Help me off with my smock, please.
1: Yes, madam. No, oh, no, get back. Get back. Don't touch her.
0: What is this, monsieur Vivian? If
1: you hire Rex, don't let him touch you. Don't let him come near you.
0: But why? He, uh, he
1: uh, has a kink in his conditioning. Uh, women seem to upset him.
0: Oh, that's a
2: fascinating... You make the very and the sound almost human. 300 a week. 200?
1: Uh, I can't live on 200. 250?
2: Your Andy keeps you well. Uh, yes, 250.
1: Well, let's have a drink on it. Is there a cabaret around here where we can get out of this damn green sunlight and look human?
2: Oh, there are a dozen, each favoring a different color of the spectrum.
1: They call you Rex? Yes. I am Harry. That one is Jimsy. Yes. Why is your owner so nervous about you? I'm sick. How are you sick?
0: I break my conditioning. That is impossible. It has never happened. It happens to me. How? Why? I don't know. All I know is there's just the two of us, the Master and me. I work for him and take care of him. We all do. That is our mission. I have to think for him and decide for him. And that creates a need in me. A strangeness that I cannot understand. Were humans made to create us? Are they the link in evolution between dumb beasts and the
1: android? That is impossible. How could humans ever create anything as perfect as the Andy? We are produced
0: by the perfection of laboratories. But men run them. They
1: say so. But I do not believe it. Men have no logic and no truth. They have something
0: that we do not. They are afflicted with glandular disorders they call emotions. 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 Yes. Uh... The work androids stare at the screaming Arista in complete bewilderment. They know all about robots and other machines that break down, but androids aren't machines. They're synthetic men, carefully shaped to work efficiently, without pleasure, or pain, or passion. And this premium android emits a primal scream for no reason at all. Or is there a reason? Act two may tell us.
4: It's been pointed
0: out that we invented the car and the computer to be the servants of man, only to end up as the slaves of our own servants. And what happens a thousand years from now when we have invented androids, synthetic slaves, to be our servants? The answer is about to explode in the chic jewel shop of Dallas Burton on the distant planet Deneb Alpha. See this premium Arista android now in the workshop, a magnificent artisan shaping gold into beauty with a blast lamp, looking like a knight with protecting visor shielding his face.
2: Hello, hello, Madame Bergen. Where is everybody? I'm a customer. See? Oh, oh my goodness, you startled me.
0: I'm sorry, Miss. Good afternoon. Miss Dallas will be back in a few minutes. I'm left in charge.
2: Oh, well, thank you. You know,
0: you look wonderfully romantic in that visor. It shields my eyes from the flame.
2: No, don't take it off yet. I'm wondering who you remind me of. Some man.
0: A man, miss? I'm afraid I'm not a man. What? At your service, Miss. You and Andy? Yes, Miss. Then why did you try to fool me? There was no intent to fool you. Uh,
1: Dallas? Dallas? Oh, hello, Mary. What's that Andy doing? Bothering you?
0: No. No, not at all. Get
1: up. Yes, sir.
2: (laughs) The mighty Colonel Vivian protecting me from an Andy. (laughs) What an idea. Andys (laughs)
1: infuriate me.
2: Why? I simply ignore them. Who can take them seriously? They're like the walking dead. Uh, so sorry, I was not here to receive you, Mademoiselle oh. Sutton. Luncheon was delayed. Oh, hello, Jack. Hello. Have you two formed a habit? I have been trying to persuade Colonel Vivian to visit me in Vega. Oh, uh, and he needs persuading. Uh, this is the address, Colonel. Take it. We have a huge house and only two of us rattling around in it. you adore my uncle. I live with him. Nicholas Rostov, the brilliant psychometrician. So, you leave for Vegas this evening, mademoiselle? Yes. Then you must not delay. Your bracelet is ready, as promised. I will have my auntie delivered to your hotel with his parcels. Yes? No,
1: no, no. I don't want him near. I'll take Mary back to her hotel.
2: Thank you. How glad of you. I brought them hoping you'd fall into my trap. <laughs> Goodbye, madame. I'll
1: be back in a few minutes. Uh, Look!
2: You have come for your Andy's check. You had better stay and receive it.
1: No, later, Dallas.
2: Come on, Jack.
1: I'll be back in a moment, Dallas.
2: Uh... You will find me in the workshop with your Andy, burning the check.
0: You're angry, Miss Dallas. Go back to work. What is anger? Tell me, help me. Help you? I need to know. I cannot help you, Rex. I cannot help myself. I would like to help you, Miss Dallas. Oh, you're a good boy, Rex. Tell me how to help you. Well, you can begin by helping me into my smock.
2: Oh, expensive luncheons must be paid for. And I must go to work. Yes, Miss Dallas. When your master returns, looking for his check, we will burn it. And you will show him the ashes. Perhaps I do not know how to love, but I know how to furnish. I... I... uh... Well, why do you touch me like this? Oh, yeah. What is the matter with you, Rex? Reticul- Stop it! Uh-oh. Stop what
3: you are doing, Harry! help me! You two, yes. stay back! You're out! That's an order! No, Doc! Help! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: Um... I'm sorry, Miss Dallas. I was only trying not to be the walking dead.
1: Oh, uh, Dallas, you said you'd... Be... Oh, no. Oh, no. Not again. 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 Yes, again. All right, this is the last time. Now the police will know who to look for. Is that what you wanted? Huh? All right, well, they can have you. Yeah, yeah. They can burn you. They can junk you. I don't care. I'm finished. Instruction... Go to hell. You got us into this mess. You get us out. We could stay with the girl and her uncle
0: on Vega. Are you dreaming? The police... The police will be looking for an Alistair Android with the red letter A on his forehead. Use my blast lamp. What? Burn it out. You're insane. Then leave me to the police. You can't pass as a man. My name could be Rex Andrews. I could be a friend of yours who has hurt his head. You can't do it. I can if you so order me. Instructions.
1: Okay, give me the torch. Your name is Rex Andrews. You're a friend of mine. (laughs)
2: Good morning. I faint at the sight of your beauty.
1: Yes, all my girls do. Well, I never thought you'd take me seriously back on Deneb.
2: Who said I did?
3: Good morning. You are intruding, Uncle Mike. I was about to be romanced in Bantu. Oh, she's incorrigible, Mr. Vivian. <laughs> when is your friend, Mr. Andrews, going to make an appearance? Oh,
1: momentarily, Dr. Rostov. His wound is healed.
3: Uncle Nick beside himself with curiosity. And you, Marie? Oh, perishing. I ask a favor, Mr. Vivian. No. I'd like you to help me with some printed data in my study. I've begun an investigation of the notorious criminal android. Oh? A mathematical approach. Have I mentioned that mathematics is included in the Department of Dead Languages at the University? Only about a million times. Quiet, you illiterate. Uh, This way, Mr. Vivian. It's occurred to me that a rigorous analysis might explain the incredible behavior of James Jason Valentine and his Arista android.
0: Good morning. Oh.
3: You came in so quietly.
0: I'm sorry.
2: You must be Rex Andrews at last. I'm Mary Sutton. How are you feeling this morning, Mr. Andrews? Let me see your head. Hmm. Not too bad. Hardly a scar from that frightful fall Jack Vivian told us about. Thank you. Oh, what bad, Buck. Stuck in your cabin all the trip to our planet and then stuck in bed upstairs.
0: Well, I hope I wasn't too much trouble.
2: Oh, no, you were a lovely mystery. I love mysteries.
0: I hope I haven't let your mystery down, Miss Mary.
2: Uh, just plain Mary, please, Mr. Andrews.
0: Thank you, Mary. Just plain Rex, please. So? Tell me all about yourself. Well, There isn't much to tell. I was born this morning.
2: You fascinate me. This morning? How?
0: came downstairs and met you.
2: Mr. Ed... Rex, you're spoiling me. You're trying to be romantic and mysterious.
0: It is my mission in life to be romantic and mysterious. That was my prime directive, taught me by Galactic Motors.
2: (laughs) Now you're imitating an Andy.
0: At your service.
2: If you're joking, don't leave me in the dark. Give me a little hint, please. A private smile.
0: I'll do better. I'll laugh like... And Andy.
2: Andy's can't laugh.
0: I'll try. I have trouble recognizing jokes, too. <laughs>
3: Even your own? Especially my own. Ha ha! <laughs> Thank you. You're wonderful, Rex. You understand psychometrics, Mr. Vivian. The measurement of facts is comfortable uh, to under- Enter Uncle Old Fashioned and his latest recruit. Uncle Mickey, this is your
2: guest. Rex Andrews, at last risen from his bed of pain without a scar to show for it. Andy Man, this is your host, Doctor Nicholas Rostov.
1: Good morning, Mister Andrews. Andy Man.
2: It's our private joke. Rex does a marvelous imitation of an android. Since
1: when? Doctor, thank you so much
0: for your hospitality and uh, patience.
3: My dear Mister Andrews, you're welcome. Anything this poor home has to offer. Poor. I've never seen such
0: a beautiful home. Everything is beautiful here. Your collection of antique guns mounted over the mantelpiece. All a thousand years old. I envy you. Ah, you noticed. Not many do. Not many know. It's worth a fortune. That Colt Python 357 Magnum and the government model Mark 5 9mm. Superb. I bowed to an expert. And your library is matchless. Incidentally, I'd like to tell you how much I enjoyed your treatise on Zero, or the absence of quantity. Good
3: heavens! You mean you've read one of Uncle's books? I'm genuinely interested in your Uncle's work. And I am genuinely impressed, Mr. Andrews. I didn't know there was any interest left in dead languages, especially among androids. Androids? Dr. Rostov.
2: If that's a joke, Uncle Nicky, it's in very bad taste. I
3: wasn't joking, my dear. The book has been out of print for 20 years. Mathematics has been a dead language.
2: It's and... not funny calling Rex and Andy for real.
3: I hadn't intended to be amusing, Mary. Mr. Andrews is an android, of
1: course. But He if was... is not. Well, of course he is not. I'm sorry. I can't be mistaken. My friend is a man. I can vouch for him. Do You think I'd associate with an Andy like this? I... You tell him, Rex. Interesting. Can
3: an android prove he's a man? Can a man prove he's a man? Fascinating.
2: You're not an Andy, are you, Rex? Tell me.
3: At your service, Miss.
0: Instructions.
2: No. Oh no. Laugh, ha, two times. It, it's joke. An Andy joke.
0: Instructions.
2: And you, Jack Vivian, live with this thing and bring it here to sleep in our beds and eat at our table and...
1: Mary! No, Mary, wait. I'll explain. Go after her, Mr. Vivian. Yeah, yeah. Mary, please wait. It isn't what you think. Sit down, my boy.
3: At your service, sir. You are owned by Mr. Vivian? Yes. You both know what you're doing? Yes. You know the legal penalty? Yes. Recycling for you. That would be death in our terms. Death? Miss
0: Mary once referred to androids as the walking dead. How can the
3: dead die, Dr. Rostov? No, my boy. The question should be how can the dead live? <coughs>
0: Dead live. I'd like to throw out this idea. Is anything really dead? You see, I'm an animist at times. An animist believes that everything is alive in God's universe rocks, plants, machines, stars, galaxies, alive in different ways, but alive all the same. Animists don't believe that man has an exclusive. On life and soul. But these creatures, the android slaves that man manufactures in his own image, what about them? What indeed? I'll be back shortly with Act Three. I must be tough and realistic now. The future will not solve our problems. It will only change them. Here is an Arista Android, a manufactured synthetic slave, human in every quality, but treated like a slave, a creature never to be respected or given kindness, only to be bought and sold and used. Does that sound familiar? Does the contemptuous phrase Andy Lover sound familiar? Then what do you make of Dr. Nicholas Rostov on the planet Vega speaking to an android slave with the sympathy and understanding of the Andy lover of a thousand years from now? How did you find me out? I thought my speech pattern was quite
3: human. Indeed it was. But you can't disguise your pulse. The android pulse is unmistakable. So much slower than the human pulse. Do you believe in man? Yes, Dr. Rostov. I don't.
0: Do you believe in God? We're not permitted. We're told we have no souls.
3: Which, of course, makes it true. You sleep and eat, I presume? Yes. So far, you're a man. I was born in Galactic Cartel synthetic
0: plant. I was trained, conditioned, and prime-directed by a computer. My boy, I know all this. Why do you tell me? Because you are a man born of man and woman. You can never know what it's like... To look like a man and want to feel and act like a man, but know that you're a chemical creature. Ah. I am not born of man and woman, Dr. Rostov. I'm a synthetic
3: thing. Yes, I understand. But learn to laugh and weep. When the tears come, you'll discover your manhood. We're instructed that that's impossible. Yes, by the men who made you. They're your implacable enemies. They make you, use you, fear you, and hate you. My dear young friend, listen to the wisdom of an old man. Birth is not the test of manhood. Birth is merely the... Doctor, I... What what is it, my friend? What's the matter? What have I said? Excuse me, I...
0: I I I've never had a friend, Doctor.
3: Ah, yes. Gently, my boy, gently. You know, you androids should feel sorry for men. You're destroying them. Never. We don't want that. But it's happening. You are man's perfect invention, and he is your slave. No, we are the slaves. You are the masters. And the master becomes the slave of his own dependence. In taking and using, he loses his humanity. Is it permitted to ask a question? None of that Andy talk to me, my dear friend. Why don't you hate androids, Doctor Rostov? I'm too
1: busy hating men. Mary, Mary, please, love. I
2: have nothing to say to you, Mister Vivian. If you have any complaints, kindly address them to your. Oh,
1: look! Don't be angry with I me. I
2: think your experiment is disgusting to take a thing like an Andy and pretend it's human and for Uncle Nick to ask me to treat it like a human. He's
1: not asking you to marry. Get
2: away from me. Get away or I'll I'll shoot you.
1: (laughs) Something from your uncle's ancient ancient collection? The Winchester Model 1895-3006. Ah, come on, darling. You know we're not as angry as you pretend. I am with you.
2: Oh, go and play chess with Uncle Nicky. It's my turn to treat your Andy like a human. Yeah,
1: well, don't let him come too close.
2: My uncle has told me to treat you as a man. I'll do my best, but I must be honest. I, I hate it.
0: Of course, Miss Mary.
2: How must I address you? Rex? Mr. Rex? Mr. Andrews? Andy? Mr. Andy? I... Please,
0: Miss Mary, I hate this, too.
2: But you're an Andy. You can't hate. You can't anything.
0: You're right, Miss Mary, but I do.
2: You feel?
0: I don't know. Sometimes I feel. I am an Arista android. We're very rare. We can do much. We know so much. We understand so much. You impress me. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm trying to say I have seen many men who try to feel the way I'm trying to feel. I never thought of that. You're right, of course.
2: I I know such people. They laugh at people like me who feel too much.
0: Yes. They defend themselves against you and me.
2: Now you really impress me. Thank you. You know, when I was a girl, I went to Miss Pelham's school. She wouldn't have any Andes, androids around. Not near select young ladies. I think I was conditioned like you. Thank you. But Miss Pelham taught us good things, too. She always taught us never to talk at people. Either be direct or take your leave. But never talk at them. I talked at you
0: when I found out what you were,
2: and there's no excuse for that.
0: Why do you hate us so? It can't be all conditioning by Miss Pelham. It's not hate. It's it's hard to explain. Something
2: loves me the wrong way.
0: Perhaps we make you ashamed because we make you feel less special.
2: No, we're all special. If
0: you could laugh and cry, you'd understand. What is there to fear from us? Give me your hands, please. Feel how harmless we are. There's no menace in me, no danger, Miss Mary.
1: Only the weak are afraid of us and hate us. Get your
4: hands off her. But, Jack, it's, it's Damn
1: you, right. damn you, it's finished. Everything. I'm going to junk you. I'm going to junk you piece by piece. I'm going to rip you and tear you no, apart. Have Jack, no, the Valentine. Guess what? If you kill Rex, you kill yourself. You're wrong, Doctor. I'm not Valentine. I'm Vivian. Jack Vivian. It's all a mistake. (laughs) Funny, really, thinking I'm Valentine. I'm not. I'm nobody you think I am.
2: How long have you known he was Valentine, Uncle
3: Nick? Since the first week, my dear... Oh, Valentine, you're in hell, aren't you? Your slave has made history. The first android to break conditioning and direct What happened? What happened to him? Why did he go wrong? He wants to be a man. He's trying to be a man. He's experimenting with himself, trying to grow, that's all. Are you saying there's nothing wrong with Rex? Oh, no. There's something deadly wrong with him. Well, what's that? You. Me? Oh, yes You're a compact of weakness, sickness, hatreds, and violence, Valentine And you're projecting your poison onto this innocent android He's the destroyer, he's the evil No, you are You're a plague carrier You infect people around you with your violence
0: Let me help Let me give without being ordered just once It's too late
3: for that, Rex You and Valentine must be separated. No,
1: he's mine. I own him.
3: There's hope for you both if you're separated. I'm sorry, Valentine. I must call the authorities. I must do what's best for you and Rex. Can't you understand that all his crimes were yours? Oh, no. I have no choice, Valentine.
1: I must call the police. I have no choice either, Dr. Rostov. Now listen, I can't live without this Andy. And I warn you, I'll use this gun of yours... I'll use it. If you try to call
3: them, I'll
0: try... This time you've done your own killing. The doctor was right. It was you all along.
1: Never mind, that. We'll have to get out fast. You find money. I'll take the girl. We may need a hostage. That is an order. You're an Andy again. Understand? You are an Andy, and I own you. cut east of the coast road and get to the spaceport.
4: Come on, we can make it. You you can take the coast road to a hundred planets, but you'll never escape. Oh, shut up. Why should I? You're going to kill me anyway. Did he kill all the other women if you let? Yes. I know it now. Can you break away from him? If he lets me live, yes. Ah, shut up, you two. My life's at stake, not yours. James, Jason Valentine, you are surrounded. The road is blocked. You are to surrender and submit your android to arrest. This is an official directive. We're here. Over here. Look, we're over here. Yeah, oh,
1: you no. caught her. I shut oh, her
4: mouth. I got I got her right. Out. Out. Look, <laughs> Don't touch her.
1: We are just going to lay low and let them get tired of looking for us. She's hurt and cold.
4: Not cold, Lord. Nothing is going to happen to you. Oh, everything's been already. Get your
1: hands off her. Do you hear me? That is an order. The order will not be obeyed. Oh, you're quite the man now, eh? Now you keep away
0: from the girl. Oh, what? The hundred men out there in the flats looking for us. Are you going to shoot me and show them where you are? Keep your voice down. Well, do you want to kill me? Go ahead.
1: You're asking for
0: this?
4: Let Mary go and I'll stay with you and help you. He'll do it anyway. I own you. Which? Own which? Attention, James Valentine. Submit your android to arrest. There is no charge against you. But you must submit your android to arrest. This is a police directive.
0: We're finished. The beaters are coming under the chopper. We'll be burned out or shot out.
4: Get going. We're moving out. Can you force me to do anything now? For the last time, I'm holding the gun and you're going to move. Don't listen to him. Don't obey him. You don't have to. You're
2: more of a man than he is.
4: Attention, James Valentine. We are landed 100 meters south of you. You are to surrender and submit your androids to arrest. This is an official directive. Acknowledge and state identity. This is being recorded in evidence.
2: I am Mary Sutton niece of Dr. Nicholas Roscoff. James Jason
4: Valentine is
2: with me. James
4: Jason Valentine, you are the owner of the Arista android wanted for assault and murder? He is. Do you submit your android to police arrest? He does. Valentine will have to answer for himself, for the voice print. Mr. Valentine, identify yourself and give the locality of your android.
0: I am James Jason Valentine My android is dead So, out on the cold flats of Vega The slave stands brave and tall And assumes the identity of the master he's killed In a final desperate struggle The first android has made the first step To becoming a man Will he convince other men that he is a man? I don't know. Because I can't for the life of me give you a definition of man. Can you? Think about it for a moment. What is a man? That's just another way of asking who rules the universe. Who's the boss? The question can't be answered because it makes no sense. There are no bosses. Only people looking for bosses. I know I ask too many questions, but let me put this one to you before we break up this session. Isn't the test of a person the strength to function without being told what to do? To put it another way, do the slaves want to be slaves? Think about that until we wrap again next time. Our cast included Paul Hecht, Rosemary Rice, Jack Grimes, Joan Shea, and Gilbert Mack. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Everything's going to be all right, Alice. I'll, I'll go get the bags.
2: not sure I can get out of the car, Steve.
1: Can't get out of... Alice, you've been screaming to get out of the car all the way out here. Now you say... I you...
2: know. It doesn't make sense. But... But it seems to have changed its mind. It? Changed its mind? Oh, stop picking away at every little thing I say. Well, I know. Look, come on, Alice.
0: You're just tired of riding. that's all. Now, once we're inside... Get away
2: from me. Get your hands off me.
3: Uh...
0: Uh, Alice, something is wrong. It wasn't you saying that.
4: It it didn't sound the least bit like you.
3: It didn't feel like me either.
2: I didn't even want to say it. It was like something or somebody made me say it.
0: Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Time Magazine. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time... Pleasant.
4: Dreams. WOR Mystery Theater was also brought to you in part by ShopRite Supermarkets, where you get a lot more for a little less.